are back in the crypts of Castle Ravenloft and listening to Kursostradania, the Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, the Azran expedition finally braved Castle Ravenloft and decided to start with the crypts. As to be expected, they encountered many dead. Some were resting peacefully, but others, not so much. Still, they survived, doing some grave robbing along the way, including the skull of the silver dragon Arkenbost. Worst of all, they had the audacity to resurrect my own brother Sergei to use him as a weapon against me. The gloves are off for everyone, it seems. Yet, they still must escape Castle Ravenloft alive. We shall see if they can pull it off. This episode is brought to you by our generous supporters on Patreon. You can become a patron yourself by following the link in the show notes. We are eternally grateful for your support. With that out of the way, let us proceed with Chapter 13, Mother's Malice. As you stand in the tomb looking around, Sergei leans down towards you, Connor. You're holding his sword in your hands. We have much to do if we are going to rid this land of the evil that exists here. And you see that he, for a moment, his breath comes out in a a quick puff of air and he holds onto his side, shakes his head a little bit. I will need my blade. And he reaches down. Of course. As he grabs it from you, he wields it. And you can see there's, there's strength there but also a weakness. He doesn't seem to be his full strength, but he's the facade that he has on is showing you how strong he is. There's almost a radiant glow about him, his armor, pristine silver and blazoned with the symbol of the Morning Lord. He holds onto the blade and he looks down at you. Kneel before me. I kneel. He places his blade from shoulder to shoulder as he slowly taps it along the side of your naginata. May the Morning Lord bless this weapon and all of you. He lets out a burst of radiant light and you see as your naginata illuminates with the pure light of dawn. He sheathes his weapon. Well, where do we go from here? The catacombs are not safe. We cannot linger for long. Are you are you feeling all right? I am feeling well enough to travel. But if you plan for a fight, I don't know how much help I could be. No, no I, this is what we came for. I need rest. We should head back to the Amber <coughs> Not the Amber Temple. How many A-names in the world? Yes. There are quite a few. Argenpost. Parabell. <laughs> that power was far beyond my means. All right, Sarnash, just, just take a deep breath. You did more than we could have ever expected of anybody. Just just calm down. It's going to be all right. Here, here, put your arm around my shoulder. I'm gonna Thank like you, Shepard. Give him a little prop as we... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, my, my name is Shepard. Uh, I... I I'm amazed at what's he going on. He reaches out his arm. It's in a full plate gauntlet, but he grasps onto you and shakes it. Sergei von Zorovich. This is truly amazing, and it's an honor to meet you. And you? My name is Professor Clayton Azran, and it seems like you already know of our deeds. 
I have seen you in death. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you finally in person, and I still can't believe my eyes. You have done much for this land. I am honored that you were willing to allow me to assist you on the task that remains ahead. It was the will of Garrix the Fire Lord that you assisted us. We are simply his humble servants. The Morning Lord shines his light upon all of you and welcomes a Lord of Light into his realm. I don't know what we did to deserve it. Either way, I agree, we shouldn't hate, we shouldn't dally. We actually, to arrive here, we took the tunnels that you had built yourself, so I believe you probably know them better than we do. I do. If you would like to go back the way we came, then we may do so. I will lead you back to the Abbey. Any hesitations? Do we need to rest for a moment? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all right. I, I'm. The sooner we leave, the better. Okay. This place is not safe. Certainly. You I'm, do not look well. I, I will be fine to walk. Yeah, I, I got. I'll With give him some shepherd's assistance, of course. But on I if you want, either way, I don't mind. Uh, you know, it's fine. I still got one good hand to shoot. I'll be all right. You should lead. All right, Sergey. Certainly. Please do lead the way, and let us know if your feeling of wellness changes at any time. And I just want to sort of like look up and down. Can I just generally roll a um, roll a perception check? Yeah, just sort of understand. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Or a medicine check. Yeah, I just want to sort of see, like, is he, is he cursed? Is like, kind of like an instinct check, so that works. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Uh, where are my skills? Um, that is a perception, a seven, a 25. Looking, looking up and down his body, he is wearing a full set of plate armor, so it's hard to actually see his form beneath it, but his posture shows the weight of the armor on him. There are bags beneath his eyes now. His breath is more shallow than it had been when he first awoke, and you imagine that the years of death have taken their toll on him, and though he's here, he looks weak and not nearly at full strength. He doesn't look cursed or sick, just tired, like he needs rest. Well, if you feel unwell any time, we have a very capable healer with us, so he was the one who brought you back. But uh, your assistance in guiding us back would be greatly appreciated. Yes, let the light of the morning lead our path. If I may, before we leave, I'm sure your sister will be curious as to the state that we are leaving this area, and if I may close the tomb from which you awoke. That would be wise. And I'll uh, put down my Naginata and slide it closed and try to basically make the area look like what it did when we came in. And when we walk out, I'm gonna pull the lever back down uh, with all my strength to close the the gate. I'll say as a group effort, you're all easily able (coughs) to um, leave the room in as best a rough approximation of the way that you left it. Um, it would be difficult for most to detect that anyone had been in here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you begin to make your way past the tomb or past the the crypt that housed St. Markovia, you see as Sergei looks before it and he bows his head almost in prayer, almost in honor to the saint as he walks past. You watch as his eyes dart from crypt to crypt. Some of them, he his eyes ling- linger a bit longer as if he knows those who are entombed here. You see as you get to the apex where you had entered the two statues with their their magical um, their the magical energy that was shooting between their weapons. You see as he stops there, but he does not face in that direction. He looks directly the opposite direction. Directly to the crypt that mirrors his on the opposite side. And you see emblazoned above the crypt in flourishing gothic lettering. Stradonia von Zarovich. And you see for a moment a look of anger flash across his face before he centers himself. And you see one lone tear drip down his cheek as he turns and faces the statues and the energy. He grabs onto the hilt of his blade and you hear him mumble, chanting something beneath his breath as he begins to glow in a radiating energy of soft, warm morning light. It is about 10 foot diameter sphere around him of pure sunlight. If we are going to pass through, you need to join me in the light of the morning, Lord. Uh, Of course. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. (coughs) Yes, of course. And as you all join into the sphere, you begin to walk down the steps and through the, the energy, that energy which you now know from the sending that Arabella had sent to you, that had you tried to pass through this without being someone of lawful good alignment, it would have returned you to the top of the stairs. But the, the safety and the blessing of the Morning Lord negates the effect as Sergei allows you to walk through directly towards the entrance. You see as... What you remember had been an archway that you had used to enter in to the tunnel here, but there is no archway. And as Sergei walks closer, he takes a small dagger from his side and slices into his hand. And as he presses the blood against one of the stones, you see the stones begin to move and shift the archway reforming. You begin to walk eventually make your way towards a pathway with three different directions. He unsheathes the sun blade, holds it up, and you see as if moving without his, his, his energy, the blade points in a direction, and he follows it. You come to another crossroads, the same thing. He waits for the blade to dictate the direction. Far more winding pathways than you remember coming in here. You're finally able to make your way towards the grate that you know will eventually lead up and out of the fountain at the Abbey of St. Markovia. Sergei ushers you all up out of the bottom of the well and into the grass. He looks down at Sarnax, the very bottom, and he smiles at you, almost as if knowing, without words, the role that you have to play in this. As you stand there at the bottom of this well, You look behind you and you see the winding pathways of this darkened subterranean tunnel that led you to the penultimate (coughs) 
trinket that you need, token that you need to defeat Stradania. You look up at all of your friends and companions, and now Sergei staring down at you, the radiant light of the Morning Lord shining down in the only place in all of Barovia where the sun actually shines. You grab onto the lever and you begin to fill the passageway in the well with water. Your lizard body is consumed by the cold feel of the water as it washes over you, but you are able to swim as you ride it all the way up to the top. You climb out. You all stand in the grove of the Morning Lord. What do you want to do? Sergei, will we be returning this way when the time comes to make our final assault? That would be completely up to you. My sister does not know of this gate. It is, I believe, the only entrance to Castle Gravenloft that she does not have knowledge of. It would be valuable. But my sister is also tricky, and she has eyes everywhere. You have been in the catacombs now. She may not know what you have done, but... It is likely she will know that you have been there. They will be heavily guarded. It will be a choice you will have to make. That had been our plan to, to use the catacombs <coughs> to our advantage. But... And you still may. We did. It's certain to be trapped now. She will know we are coming regardless. Perhaps we burn down the front door. I'm not opposed to that, actually. Guns and blaze, kick the front doors right off. My preference is wrong. But we can cross that bridge when we get there. There's not, not time to worry about that right now. That said, we've been up for probably almost like 30 or 40 hours at this point. Yes. I'm quite weary. I think yes. we should get some sleep. Let's introduce you to the abbot and Irina as well. You, As you say, Irina, you see his face, a slight warmth come to his cheeks, almost an uncomfortability, a smile graces his lips, and he nods. I would like to meet them both. I do warn you, she is confused by this obsession from your sister, and she might not fully understand that she is Tatiana reincarnated. Yes, I think that's an important point just to Take it mention. Is just, while it may feel you can sense her soul, she Professor is a person. I am a gentleman. Of course. I do not begin to assume that my initial inclination for Irina, she may look like Tatiana. She may house the soul of my love, but she is a new person. Yes. If we choose each other, then we do. And I, I have just, a purpose. Yes. To free this land of the evil that festers deep within. Well, I'm glad you stand before us. But I appreciate you looking out for Irina. She has found friendship in you. She's a wonderful girl. Yes, kind and sweet and generous. and She's given me a lot of peace of mind with the children of this land. And I believe she has a bright future, as do all Barovians, if we can sort all this out. We apologize if we spoke out of turn, Sergei. He smiles at you. I take no offense. You in time 
will learn to know me, as I will learn to know you. Forgive me for saying that, but you do seem a bit weary. Is there anything we can do to help invigorate you? I need to sleep, I believe. I yes. I feel like t- no time has passed at all. How strange. And yet I know that hundreds of years have been stolen from me. My heart and my mind are both weak and wounded. For me to truly be of use to you, I need to find myself again in this new land. There was a moment when the Morning Lord called to me that I turned from his light. I almost chose not to come back to this land. This was not my fight. But it was with my death that this began. I have a duty to this land now. It is easy in a time of darkness to turn away from the light and let death consume you, but those able to fight, all of us have a duty. Not just you, Sergei. He nods at you. Wise words from a cleric of the light. You and I... We will find the companionship, I feel. We may worship different gods, but we walk the same path. He walks up to you, and you feel as he puts his arm on your shoulder. You also are wise. Now, it is late. Please, let us find comfort and peace for one more night. Let the shadows haunt us in the morning. Agreed. Let's find Arena. You make your way almost in near silence to the abbey. <coughs> you enter in through the gates and through the doors. The few remaining mongrel folk that are still here, familiar with you at this point, whether it's that you've been here so many times or that they've been given instructions from the abbot himself to not hinder to not hinder you when you are in the vicinity, they allow you in. You walk and you make your way all the way to the main room of the of the abbey where you know the abbot to reside most of the time. And as you make your way in, you look around and you do not see him yet again. But sitting at the table, you do see Arabelle and Irina. Pouring over her book, Arabelle has a pot of ink and a quill next to her. She is dipping it in and Irina seems to be teaching her um, different lettering techniques and things. And you can't quite hear the words that they're saying, but occasionally you see Arabelle throw her head back and giggle and Irina shake her head, but she's got a broad smile on her face. They appear to be having a good time. They're so caught up in what they're doing. They don't seem to notice as you walk in As Sergei steps onto the stone floor, the loud clanking resonates throughout this entire room. It's at this moment that they both jump and look over. Arabelle leaps from the table and runs directly over to you, Clayton, as she wraps her arm around your legs. You're back! I knew you would come back for me! You did not die! I'm so happy! No, I'm glad we didn't die, but you still time for that. You know what I was doing? 
Lady Irina was teaching me how to write with really pretty letters, so I was writing you a note that I was going to put on your grave. But that's okay, because now I can just give it to you. All it says is, I like you, and you are my new best friend, and I will miss you forever. But now I can cross out the miss you part. Well, I'm glad we're reunited, and you've been studying, so... Well done. Oh my gosh, look at this really tall man in all of these armor. Is he real? And she knocks on his, um, on the <coughs> portion of his, his leg as it clinks. I like that sound. It's really cool. We didn't die. We made a new friend. Look at his weapon. It's glowing like really pretty. Oh my gosh. Arabella, Irina, this is Sergey. You see that Irina is standing now at the table and she is looking at all of you, but her eyes continue to linger on Sergei. She seems nervous. She doesn't quite know what to do. And Arabelle is completely ignoring her as she's looking up at Sergei. You're really pretty. I think that you could make a really good husband for, like me. And she looks up at him with really big eyes. I'm far too young for that. Please don't. This is a matter of the heart, Professor Clayton. So you should not get involved, you know. Anyway, what's your name? I'm Arabelle. And she reaches her arm up to to shake his hand. He um, reaches his hand down and he clasps hers. As he gets down on one knee, you hear the clank echo throughout the room. It is lovely to meet you, Arabelle. I am Sergei. And you are very beautiful. As he leans down, he places a kiss on her hand. One day, you will break many a man's heart. I hope I am not caught in the line of fire. And he winks at her as he stands up. He continues to hold on to her hand. I see that you have been taught many things by a lovely lady. Would you do the honor of introducing me? Well, if you want me to, I will totally introduce you to her, but please don't like her more than me, okay? And he looks down at her, and for a moment he makes eye contact with Irina, and you see almost like an instant, not connection, but an understanding. And he looks down at Arabelle again, and he says, There is not a woman in the world that could have captured my heart so in- instantly as you have. Lead the way, darling. And he holds onto her hand, and he looks at all of you with his others, and he waves his other hand, he waves you along. Make your way over. As they walk, as he walks closer and closer to her, you can see he's getting nervous. And he looks down at her, at Irina, as they are now a mere two or three feet apart. And Arabelle wiggles her way in between both of them. Irina, this is Sergei. He's my future husband, but he wanted to meet you because you are my teacher. So, you know, here you are. Say hello. He's so pretty. I like him. I really like him. And she's just staring up at him. And Irina looks down and she tossles her hair. And she looks forward and she says, thank you for what you did. In the, in the grove, I, I know it was you that was calling to me, and I know that you protected me from her. I know the lies I'd been fed. I see the truth now. And I don't know you. I don't want you to get any ideas. I at least wanted to give you my sincerest thanks 
the protection you've shown to me. And he reaches down and he clasps her hand and he says, I do not know who you are, but the person I have seen in the visits to the well is a person that Barovia has not deserved in many hundreds of years. I hope that we will learn to know each other and that one day you will come to at the very least call me <coughs> And she smiles up at him. Yes, I, I think I would like that. Well, I will have dinner brought in. You all look famished and I'm quite caught off guard by all of this. And so we will have dinner and we will talk about what you've endured and Arabelle was convinced you were all going to die and she said nothing to me about <clears throat> another guest. So I will get right on that and I will be back shortly. And she looks up at Sergei and you see a smile on her face. She looks at all of you and she seems happy and hopeful as she bustles out of the room quickly, not even allowing you a moment to to ask her any questions or to, to, to pry. She wants to get out of this room as quickly as she can as she bustles out and begins the preparations for dinner. Um, she comes in here and there. She sets the table and makes small talk with you. Arabelle is sitting as close to Sergei as she possibly can, uh, in between Sergei and Clayton. And she rambles off all the things she's done and at least 50, maybe 70% of the things that she's talking about, you know, she could not have possibly done since the last time that you were here, but she seems convinced that she's accomplished them all. She's a seasoned hero. She's part sorceress, part wizard, uh, rogue, druid, anything that you can imagine, any kind of magic user that exists. She's done it within the past 24 hours. As dinner is finally served for you, you all eat and drink and have a moment of peace. And as dinner winds down, the mongrel folk make their way and they're kind to you. They refill your glasses. There's a joy to them. They've found peace here. It's in this moment you finally have the ability to relax. Irina has mentioned that since you've been gone, the abbot has made his way back to the abbey on a few occasions to restock supplies, but that his efforts are firmly in rebuilding the village of Krez, as well as having sent out a band of the most able-bodied men, as well as some of the Mongol folk, to quell the werewolf threat. And that, from what they can gather, the expedition, as it were, has been successful so far. Oh, I really wanted to kill some werewolves. <laughs> and that <laughs> is where we will... I'm glad that they took care of it. But... I want to say through all of the description of dinner and all the jovial and lightness that, you know, this, this reprieve, this respite that we've There's gotten... There's still a somberness. I have been... Shepard has been very stoic. While enjoying it and, and seeming to be relaxed, I'm still very stoic, almost focused through the whole thing. Well, you feeling all right, Shepard? Oh, me? Uh, uh, yeah. It's quiet. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of being back home in, in Yona, only on the night of a big hunt. I'm just trying to stay extra focused because when you're hunting deadly prey, one slip up and it's all over. 
That's right. And whatever we've got ahead of us tomorrow or the next day or whenever we might uh, face this thing, I'm going to be ready. We all should be. It will take several days to get back to Argenvastholt and return the skull, but then it's right to Beret. As long as we can maintain focus. Yes. And then when we get into that battle or hunt or whatever you want to call it, that's when I'm going to feel alive. Well, I'm glad at least one of us is looking forward to it. Are you going to kill someone? Well, we'll see uh, what happens. If we can avoid blows at all costs, of course we will. But uh, don't you worry. You won't do that. You will totally kill someone I can see in place. <laughs> you are, have a look on your face that looks like you're enjoying that way too much. But you're not going to kill nice things, though. You're going to kill the bad things that lurk in the dark, you know? Monsters. Yes. That's what I do. I'm so excited for this. You're not coming anywhere near the danger. I don't know what you mean. Sorry, Sonics. You do know that achieving good things sometimes requires loss of life. Great loss of life. I see a lot of really dark futures, so yeah, I know that a lot. But we're gonna win. Oh, well, like, maybe. I think. Definitely. Okay. I will make sure not to write another goodbye letter to Professor Clayton. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will write one for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're wasting your time there, Miss. <laughs> I <clears throat> I want you to remember that your goal is to study and learn. Your goal is not to fight. Leave that to us. And just try to be as smart as you can. I'm, like, really smart. I though. know, but imagine how powerful you could be by the time you're my age. I don't want to be 200 years old, though. It's not that bad, I promise. No. But, like, then your skin gets all weird, you know, and it, like, starts to sag a little bit, and then you have all those gray hairs in your head, and then, like, sometimes your teeth can fall out, too. Do you have all of your teeth? Let me see. And she climbs up on you, and she holds your mouth open, (sighs) and she looks in. You have all your teeth. Well, maybe by then... You don't smell like old things, though. By then, you may have found a cure to gray hair, saggy skin, tooth rot, and everything else. And you'll live forever. If you study. I don't think I want to live forever. I've seen what it looks like in the mind of someone who's done it so far. And it's not really pleasant. I think that I want to get to, like, a normal age, like, for for to die, and then that would be okay. But I also want to marry him, so... Death is a critical part of the circle of life. And if you will excuse me, I will pray in the courtyard. Okay, goodbye. We'll miss you a lot. Bye. Or if you need us, all right? I will. No, thank you. I must... Pray you know, most of the times when people like want to leave in the middle of dinner to go do something alone, you know what they're actually doing? 
What's that? Term? They've stolen something from you and they're going to pawn it off in a shop. <laughs> but I don't think that Sarnax is doing that because he like doesn't seem to really like money at all. So I don't think that's what he's doing. He's probably actually going to pray, which is like way more boring. I don't think he could lie if he wanted to. Why? He just doesn't have the mind for it. Um, not in his nature to lie. It's in everybody's nature to lie. Well, everybody but Sarnax. Well, maybe. Special. He's kind of a lizard, so. Well, I'm like really tired, so I'm gonna go to bed now, I think, because like it is way past my bedtime. So if you could just open your case, I will go in and spend time in my dollhouse. It does sound good. Is everyone else ready to go to bed? Is there a room for Sergei? We can make him comfortable. I... Yes. Actually, <laughs> I think if it's all right with you, that we will make a bed for Sergei, for Sergei in, the, in the infirmary. He's not looking well, and he should be attended to when the abbot returns, and he will not make his way into your case. So I would prefer you here. Absolutely, of course. Doctor's orders. Understood. Yes. Would you like me to be on guard while he's attended to in the infirmary? No. With the with the light of the morning, Lord, not a single horrible thing has been able, able to make it anywhere near the Abbey. This has to be the safest place in all of Barovia. There's no better place to be in here. Please, no. rest, all of you. You look... And I say this with the kindest of intentions. You look absolutely atrocious. <laughs> Understood. Don't need to tell me twice. Uh, open the case. I believe you. Magnificus. All right. Good night. And I march down into the case pretty quickly. Good night, Irina. You're really pretty. If you try to kiss him, I will know and I'll be so mad at you. I'm not going to try to kiss him, darling. I, I just want to make sure he's well. If he's too sick to grow older, he cannot marry you someday. Well, that's true, so yeah, you just make him all well, and then it'll be fine. Let's go into the home now. I'll let everybody go in, I'm going to take out some parchment and a quill real quick, and I just want to I just wanna write down a note for Sarnax, I'll say, uh, Sarnax, when you're ready for bed, just knock on the face <coughs> and Lucas will let you in. Uh, Professor Clayton Azran, Azran Expedition, Miss Howard University. <laughs> First of his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it on the table right next to the case. And I will make the case invisible. Um, Perfect. And I will go in. Uh, you watch as Arabelle looks up at Sergei and, and she looks at him. Good night, hunky hunky hubby. I'll see you tomorrow. And she walks down into the case after you. So I would retire, I think, pretty much right away. Make sure that Arabelle's in her room. But I would retire and maybe do some you, writing yeah, or transcribing. You easily, you take her up there. Too. She wants to continue to talk as she does, but you are slowly figuring out how to maneuver this child, and you're able to. Um, you tuck her into bed and you pull out a book and you read her a bedtime story and she's trying to talk over you. She's trying to do the voices for the story or change it. But you notice as you continue to read and just ignoring her interjections and laughing at her jokes, she eventually falls off to sleep and her soft snores are prevalent as you exit the room and make your way to your bed chambers. You all easily, unless you have anything else you want to do, you all make your way towards your rooms and <coughs> lay yourselves down for the night. Sarnax. I would like to pray for a bit. 
<clears throat> and I apologize for my voice. Uh, I cast a ninth level spell, uh, so that's my excuse. And I would like to pl- pray for a bit, and then I uh, once I pray for maybe about an hour or two um, in the courtyard, I'm going to go back around to where the grove is, and we feel like the entire area is including Krez. So the entire village of Krez and the entire slope, including the grove all the way up to the Abbey, the entire thing is bathed in sunlight. <clears throat> I'm going to wander through the grove and kind of take in the hallowed nature of it. And I'd like to find a spot of soil off to the side of this grove. Uh, where it might be a little bit out of the way, but still in like a nice spot, maybe uh, around some bushes or uh, on the edge of a pond or something. It's easy enough for you to do that. I don't need to make you roll for it. It's You can see um, visible earth in multiple places. Um, I'd like to re- uh, step forward and I'll shine my light on it and I will, um, I will say, Garrix, I know that I've planted many of the Edelwood seeds here in this dark land, but it is time for me to plant your tree in a hallowed place. And I will reach into my uh, robes and I'll pull out a little pouch with the ashes of St. Markovia. And I'm going to disturb the soil and pour the ashes over it, mix it together, and then reach around and I'll pull the largest seed that I can find. And I will press it in, cover it up, and pan it down. May this be the great source of your renewal after I bring about the necessary destruction. And I'll step back and I'll pray in front of it for probably another hour. And then I will like to designate this as my sanctuary for the Word of Recall spell, if possible. What's the Word of Recall? I can basically instantly teleport all of us uh, to this point. If it can be a designated spot, it Mm -hmm. needs to be a place of a hallowed designation to my god. Garrix is the innkeeper and we just set our hearts down. Yeah! It's like blue sparkles that come over. Yeah, you you can do that. We do this for ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can do that. So I just set uh, our, yeah. all of our hearthstone to uh, <laughs> the sacred grove. So if the we, sacred grove from the yeah. morning one. So if uh, yeah, if things go pear shaped, <laughs> we can teleport within Barovia. That's okay, yes. right? Yeah, you can yeah. teleport yeah. within Barovia, not out of Barovia. Got it. Cool. And then I will uh, find the note. I will actually not go back to the case. I'm going to spend, I'm going to just sit by the soil. I'm going to put my lantern down and I'm going to make sure that I can angle it in a way that the light is cast on this, even though it is still dawn. And I'm going to exhaust it. I'm going to slither up around my lantern and go to sleep outside. So you you do that. You curl up around the where you planted the 
the ashes of St. Markovia, where you have attuned this place, a small portion of it, to Garrick's the Fire Lord, and you find peace. It's warm here under the rays of the morning sun, and you pass easily into sleep. Is anyone else doing anything before they go to bed? Nada. I would like to inspect my Naginata and see if I can discern what kind of boon may have been put on it. He gave you a, essentially, um, it is now, a, it does magical attacks, so. Yes! <laughs> Finally! Yeah. Finally! I don't have to swap out of my bloodstream! Now we hear that echo no. through the hall. <laughs> yes, so that is, that is what it does. It is now considered a magical weapon. Uh, I would like to stay up for two and a half hours. Even if I have to get a little less sleep, but I should all be sort of at least within the long rest. I like to stay up and transcribe uh, scry. You may do so. Um, I would like to, before going to bed, just pray to Elmater and say thank you for bringing Sergei to us. And I think that he will help ease the suffering of all the people in this land. And if so, I shall take it upon myself to ensure that his goal is fulfilled. All right. You do that. And with that, you all find yourselves falling into deep sleeps. Victoria, you begin to dream. Oh, boy. You find yourself looking around, your body feeling warm as you look at an exquisite room, wood panelings, velvet velvet and filigreed walls, golden candelabras, a large hearth roaring with fire. You look to the side and you see a tray, also filigreed. Appears to be two naked, intertwined bodies wrapped together, their arms stretched toward the sky, holding this golden tray and atop it a large glass of deep purple wine. The smell assails your nostrils, it's intoxicating. As you realize and look down, you are in a pure golden clawfoot bathtub, mm. your hair piled atop your body. Soap suds, a thick layer covering the entirety of the water, hiding your modesty. The water Mm -hmm. is warm and scented. It smells of lavender and lilies. You lay back and relax. You look around and the paintings on on the walls are unfamiliar, but they show well-dressed aristocracy, beautiful garb, in varying arrays of pleasure and enjoyment. As your eyes dart to what appears to be, or not to what appears to be, to what is a large king-sized claw or clawfoot, king-sized four-poster bed draped in lavish red velvets and red silks, gossamer curtains hanging from the four different from the four posts, piled high towards the back are plush satin pillows. And beneath the blankets, a shape moving and undulating, a feminine shape. It undulates almost as in the utmost pleasure, but you hear no sounds as the shape begins to move and slither and change as it moves this way and that, down the side of the bed, 
off the edge beneath the carpet on the floor and disappears under the bath. You look around and you hear a faint sound of children's laughter. And as you look down, the bubbles begin to pop, a stench billowing from them. As you look down, the bubbles and the bath water no longer fragrant, no longer warm, no longer hot, but now warm. As you see yourself bathed in a pool of blood. You all wake and enjoy a long rest. Oh, do, uh, we? do we? Do we really? Do we? Oh, Victoria God. gets a level of exhaustion. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll awake and... Uh, <clears throat> I guess, do we know what time of day it is, roughly? I would say you could decide when you wanted to wake up and begin getting people up. You are well enough in tune in tune with your circadian rhythm that you would be able to decide when you'd like to get up. Um, I will wake up and I will, I think I'll stay in a little bit and start kind of writing and I'll wait for everybody else to get up until like somebody like calls me. Okay. So I don't know how early everybody else is getting up. I'm gonna get up and just running my hands through my hair and walk over to uh, a mirror and see if I look the same or if I have been accosted by Arabelle in the night. You look exactly the same. <laughs> no camel toe today? <laughs> no camel toe today. <laughs> And uh, I'll start putting my, donning my armor and then I'll join them in the, for breakfast. You make your way into the, um, into the dining area. And the only person that you see there is you're not sleeping at the... Oh, I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, you're outside. Um, You make your way in and the only person you see there sitting on three books is Arabelle taking her feet. She's in a a adorable uh, pale blue dress, a small... um, a small, almost bonnet-type hat on her head, and it seems that the um, the help in in the mansion have provided her with a extravagant breakfast. She's eating it and writing a letter in her very childish calligraphy. I'll uh, walk up to her and I'll sit down and I'll say, "Good morning, Arabelle. I see the early bird as the bookworm." I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm here. I woke up because I wanted to write my new husband a letter. Oh, well, can I take a look? That's really prying, okay. <laughs> sure, and she passes okay. it to you, and all it says is, I totally love you, Arabelle. Oh, well, if I, if I may show you, I'm quite fond of your handwriting. I partake in calligraphy myself, and I'll take out my calligraphy tools out of my pack, and until um, other people get there, if she's willing, I would teach her the ways of calligraphy from Inari and show her like how to hold a calligraphy pen properly and okay and then for husband and then I show her how to do like husband and cursive and all that and okay. then I'll like throw in a couple like special characters of like my own calligraphy from my own culture and yeah. just to have a little bit of a bonding moment with yeah her. she'll sit there and do that she seems really excited she's a quick learner yeah. uh, though her penmanship isn't great it's wobbly she she gets it and she's working on it 
Um, I would say it takes maybe 30 minutes to an hour of that happening before everyone is able to collect. Um, Clayton, uh, Lucas comes and informs you that everyone has rallied in the, in the dining area. I will go down, uh, and I will drink my tea and look at the tea leaves and see what I get. Okay. Mm. Okay. Keep that secret. The bane of my existence are those important guy. It's like I, I literally felt my butthole clench when he rolled them. I'm like, oh god. Oh no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Collective butthole clenching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all feel it. Alright, are we all rested? Yeah, I'm gonna wake up and just kind of I've been improving on the calligraphy. We've been practicing. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Maybe one day she'll write great scholarly books and pass on her knowledge. Well, do you feel smarter? I feel smarter every day because I get smarter every day. I always make sure I have a goal, learn one new thing every day. Well... Make sure that you keep that up when did we're gone. Did you know that Sarnas did not come back last night? I'm not surprised. Did he sleep outside? I don't know. I was just told when I asked Gertrude that... Is that your name? Okay, whatever. Probably. I was told that he did not come back last night at all. Interesting. Is that like him? Yeah. Who can even ask the question, is that like Sarnax? <laughs> He's doing weird stuff all the time. I wouldn't really let it bother you. Yes, I suppose. I just Do hope you he's think right. that he left the Abbey and died? No, don't say that. What? I thought we were talking about all of the possibilities. I think you would know Arabella if he died. No, not so. necessarily. I'm like really good, but I'm not like perfect. You'll get there. I'm sure he's fine. He's probably just doing whatever Sarnax does. Should it's I go? fine. Should I go check on him? Feel free, yes. I'll grab a piece of toast and put it in my mouth and hoist myself up and head out to find Jeff Sarnax. In the interim, Sarnax, you wake up fairly early and you find yourself curled around the place in which you planted the seed. And to your surprise, you already see the tendrils of green breaking through. Oh, shit. Breaking through the soil. Good. 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 Garrick's even place of death. There is renewal possible, and you've proven that time and again. And I thank you again for granting me the power to do what I did yesterday. I only utilized the scroll of the Lich because you, at least I interpreted your guidance that you approved. Please do not hesitate to smite me down if it was wickedness that I had fallen to in a moment of desperation. I sometimes wonder now, despite the devoutness of my fate, despite all you have done for me in granting me the Fire Prince, what I can trust that I see, that I hear, that I feel. But I am trying to walk the right path. I'm trying to destroy justly and renew when I can. And I'm glad I have been able to bring a sanctuary of your own to this hallowed place. And I'll just put my lantern down and I'll pray until someone touches me. 
You do that. And you are there for <coughs> almost an hour as Kana approaches. Good morning, Sarnax. Good morning, Kana. Did you sleep out here? I did. I have need of your assistance. In fact. Of course, what do you need help with? Do you see this small sproutling? I do. It's very small. It is. It is small, but it will grow to a great tree that will bear the most unbelievable fruit. However, it was through death, tragic death and destruction, that allowed this tiny sapling to find life so quickly. May I ask you to offer the life-giving water that it requires for its nourishment? I would be honored, Sarnax. After everything you have done, that is the least I can do. I thank you, God. And I will take out my water skin and my intricately carved bamboo ladle, and I will pour water into it, pour it over, and then um, just kind of gently put it on and create kind of like a little well around it so it doesn't um, get completely waterlogged. And I'll kneel next to Sarnax, looking at it as it dissipates into the soil. Are the others ready to depart? We've gathered for breakfast. How are you feeling? I am better, at the very least. I still feel wary. Perhaps it is mental, and I feel the unworthiness of reaching beyond my station, beyond my power, utilizing a scroll of a long dead lich of the Amber Temple even if assisted by the Fire Lord himself. I had prayed on it, and I hope that Garrix has given me his blessing. I am not hungry. I will be here and waiting until the time to depart arrives. You know, Garrix, uh, Sarnax, I don't... Although I don't believe in one deity necessarily, you are a true, truly dedicated follower of Garrick's, and I respect that. But I believe in karma, and I feel that the scales have weighed heavily in your favor. You've brought so much good to this land. So any time of doubt, you can always know that you have my respect and my trust in you. I thank you, and I do what I can to serve. And there is time yet in your short human life. To find God. Come fetch me when we are ready to leave. I just silently He's stand so up. So abrasive. You need human. Things are the water, bitch. <laughs> you can leave that water skin. Go away. Make sure it's level 55 water. <laughs> My life is even shorter. We all must make the most of what time we have. Thank you, Connor, for your nourishing. 
Emily. Yeah, you make your way back up. I'm assuming you emerge from the the case. You easily convince Shepard to or um, Clayton to leave the case, and you all emerge having finished your breakfast. Um, as Kana arrives, uh, Irina has just made her way in. Um, well, Arabelle, you know that we have lessons this morning, so. I want you to collect the books from the other room, compile them, and meet me over in over at the settees in ten minutes. And she looks up at her, and she's got a, a look of disappointment. Are you sure I get... Okay, fine, I'll do it. I need to learn one new thing today. Well... Before you go to your studies, I just... You would like me to come with you? I'm so sorry, Irina, I have to go with them. <sighs> She's trying to ask me to come, so sorry, I've got to go. I'm sorry. Jay. I've known them longer, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm, um, I wanted to thank you. Um, I'm going to grab her hands. hands. Come with you? No, I'm going to grab her hands. <laughs> now. Mama needs a wine. Go to bed. Jeez, you little shit. He's got uh, bed. <laughs> Your voice being so fucked up, it makes it better. You sounded like Gina. He did. He did. He sounded like Gina. He's your iPad. Mommy needs a friend to you. His <laughs> <laughs> 10 bucks. Go get Mama some smokes. <laughs> From the gas station. Oh my the god. Greatest, oh my the god. greatest accident on the planet. Uh, we need to have an all Gina oh campaign god. where we all just. Our drink. Gina? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh god. So I want to just grab her hands and I just want to thank you for your help. Okay. We could not have made it through the crypts without you. I totally know. <laughs> I'm just going to squeeze her hands. Ouchie, oh, that really hurt, but I kind of liked it a little bit. I'm along, dear. Okay. You know that, um... Today will be really hard for you. I think you're right. But you have to do it. Because if you don't, you you cannot kill her. Yes. So, it's like, it's like this, okay? You have to do this, or like you can't do that, you know? No. So it's kind of like if you don't go and like finish what you're trying to do, then you can't move on to step two. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And like it will be really hard. And I've seen all of you die before, but not here. I can see anything here. It's just like a mist of green putrid waste is all I see when I try to look. I'm sorry that you have to see that. But that's how I know it's going to be scary because I can see like really most things but not this so I'm worried for you and I want you to know if you die that I think you are very pretty and that even though I know that in your heart you want really gross things 
that like who you are as a person is really cool and that sometimes you should try to focus on like who you are when you are awake and less of who you are when you're like not awake, you know? Thank you, Verabelle. You're I think welcome. I do know what you mean. And if I die, I want you to know that you're more beautiful than any girl I've seen in this land. Well, I didn't want to say that I knew that already, but... So I won't, but thank you, you know. I liked what I liked that you said it. Good luck with your studies. Thank you. I will get really better. Um Shepard, can I talk to you for a minute? Because I'm about to uh, let you walk away and might never see you again. Uh, yeah, alright, I'll Arabelle, sure. Well what's up? So you said that those kids that are going to come will be really nice to me. Yeah, of course. Can I tell them that you said that they were going to be really nice to me? Absolutely. Can I tell them that you would be really upset with them if they were not nice to me and they were treating me mean and y made me cry? Yes, I, I would expect you to tell me or tell Miss Irina if that were the case. Okay. And, um, you know, and she, like, looks away. She won't make eye contact with you. If you, like, died or something, I know that I don't seem like it, but I would be real upset if you died, so, like, maybe don't, okay? All right, I'm not gonna die. Okay, cool. Um, like, what do we do now? Because, like, okay, and she, like, pats you on the back. <laughs> that was Goodbye. nice. And I pat her on the back, too, and I say, yeah, that's, that's real. That's that's real nice, Arabelle. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. You want me to send anybody else over, or are we having private meetings? We'll yeah, I'm gonna talk to Connor real quick because uh, she just walked into the door. So I'll uh, send and her into your office. Yeah. All right. Okay, my office is like right where I'm standing right now. I'll send her right over. Okay, cool. I'll Con just wait here then. I just turn and say, Connor, you're up, and I point to Arabelle and I leave. She waves at you all excitedly. And I walk over. Hello. Welcome okay. to my office. This is this one square I'm standing on. Mm. Um, I'm Arabelle. It's great to talk to you again. Miss Arabelle, I'm kind of sorry because it is a pleasure to meet you again. Yep. So, <laughs> I was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoot for one second so we can drop this in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. Thank right. you for the minutes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need that one today. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Yep. So, like, um, I really need to ask you a question, okay? And, like, you can never tell anybody that they said this or, like, talk to this about to anyone, you know? Okay. So... I have this, and she reaches into her pocket and she pulls out one gold coin. I know this is a lot of money, like probably more than you've ever seen in your entire life, right? Mm -hmm. So I stole it once. I don't want to talk about it. It was in like a future days, like pre I mean previous days when I was like a really bad kid, but I'm not one of those kids anymore. So I have this, you know, and um, so the thing is that I would like to hire you to be like my mercenary, I think. You know, is that what it is? I want to hire you to pr protect Professor Azran because I think that he is like really nice, but kind of dumb and super old. And so like, if he goes into this today without the protector, he will probably die. And so I want to hire you to protect him if you want to that. I would be more than happy to. You don't 
need to pay me for it. I really do because I'm an honorable girl. So I'm going to give this to you. And she has pass, passes you the coin. Thank you. Right, you now are my employee, okay? So, like, <laughs> oh, if okay. I send you a message, I want you to just do whatever I say, all right? If I if I am capable of doing it, I will. Oh, my God. Who did I hire? <laughs> <laughs> She's you open mouth. Oh, you hired me to protect you. Yeah, I know I did. So, like, if I tell you to do something, you should do it. Then it's your job now. Hello, boss. You're in my office. Oh, I'm also employed by the professor. You could have told me that before I gave you my money. I'm more than happy to give you a refund for my services. You know, I've had enough. I have another meeting. Just, just make sure he doesn't die, okay? Absolutely, Arvo. I would, I would hate Incompetence. to Incompetence. I you just, may go. Just bow to her and I quietly <laughs> turn heel and leave. <laughs> it's so hard to find good help these days. I was going to say it. I'm so glad I ahead of me. I'm so glad. Holy shit. She then makes her way around and you feel you're engrossed in your reading, but you feel a tongue on the back of your jacket. Hello? Yes? We need to go talk into my office. All right, where, where is your office? Do you see, if you look four squares to the left and five squares up, that one square there over there, that's my office. That one five by five square for mechanical reasons? Yes, I will be in it, you will be outside of it. All right, I will accompany you. Thank you. Well, please lead the way. I will, you have to let me open the door first. And she walks up to it, she pretends to open a door, she steps onto the square, she turns around, please take a seat. Uh... Or is there any furniture? No. <laughs> You're standing in the middle of a room. <laughs> all, all right. Uh, and I'll just sit on the ground. <laughs> if Clayton had a big, big dick energy, he summon a chair. Summon an invisible, yeah, uncensored. Okay. So, you are going into something really difficult today. And there, I do not think I can help you. The veil is dark. You know divination magic like I do. Yes. And I cannot pry into it. It is like a gross, like postulant, mossy wall of grossness and ickiness. And I can't get past it. I don't know what will become of you. Do you think the fight will happen today? Well, I don't know. Are you going to make it all the way there today? Or are you going to dawdle and go somewhere else? Or are you going to, like, just decide not to go and fight anybody? Or are you going to go shopping? Or are you going to take Sarnax to Blinsky's to buy more toys? No, 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 I won't do that. But we do have to stop by Argenvosthold, so that may delay us. Okay, I don't care. I'm just saying that whenever you go... I won't be able to help you, you know, because I can't see in there, so... I don't want you to die or anything because... I mean, mainly just because I really want to be able to go back into that case and not because I'll miss you or anything or because I think you're really cool or you're, like, the only person I've ever met who knows what it's like to be me or anything. So, like, it's not any of those reasons. It's simply that I really like your case. So if you die, can I have it? But also, could you not die, maybe? And you look up at her, or you look down at her. 
No, I guess you'd be up yeah, just I'm on the water. Around. Yeah. And you see that her nose has begun to run and she's doing everything she can to keep the tears from falling out of her eyes. It's all right, dear. I won't die. Nobody said it's not all right. No one? I simply have a cold, you know? I won't have to give you my case because I won't be dying. Only if you so promise, though. I promise you, Arabelle, that I will not die. None of us will and die. And you will come back, like, immediately after you won't go straight to Castle Ravenloft because this all determines so many things and I might be able to help you a little bit even if you won't let me go. I might be able to tell you something that will help you or I might be able to do something. And she reaches out and she grabs your hands. So please don't, like, go straight there, okay? I, no, I would never. No, no, there's still much to do before we go. Okay, so like, you will go and you will win and you, it's okay if everyone else dies, don't tell me that, but it's okay. You'll come back and then we will get the abbot to resurrect everybody and then they'll all be fine and you'll come back and then I will help you get there and then you will kill her and then we will all be released from this horrible, awful place forever. That's the plan. Okay then. Well, like I said, I really only cared about the case, so... Oh man, my eyes are really itchy. I must have gotten something in them, and it's definitely not my emotions. So. Now, I want you to understand that you have a very important role here. <sighs> yeah, like totally. You must listen to Miss Irina. Make sure you study. Oh, I, I really do because she's super smart, and I like her, and she's pretty. So. Pay attention in your lessons. Yep. But you should also keep an eye on things. You can oh. see far more. Than anyone else can. I'm keeping my fair die open all the time, even though it gives me headaches and my brain feels like it's going to squish beneath the foot. Like a bug. I know how it can feel sometimes. But I'm keeping it open, so anyway, you should go now because I have to get to work now and my office is closed. Uh, all so right. bye. Well, take care. We won't be gone long. I'll see you in a few days. She runs up and she gives you a huge hug around the around the shoulders. <sighs> Goodbye. So I will miss you. Okay, bye. Bye. <clears throat> and she waves at all of you and she juts over and flops down onto one of the chairs, opens a book and begins to write. You notice that she occasionally looks up at all of you. Um, she's still watching you. She's still aware of your presence, but she's trying to focus on her tasks for the day. As Irina meets with all of you, she informs you that Sergei is doing well, but not well enough to travel with you on this leg of your adventure. That your best hope is that the abbot continues to tend to him so that he will be in fighting shape for when you do make your assault on Castle Ravenloft. It's with that that she takes her leave and heads directly over to Arabelle and begins their schooling for the day. So it was with that that Kana comes back and she lets you know that Sarnax will be waiting for you in the grove. You all gather your things and write yourself. And with one last glance over at Irina and Arabelle, you make your way out of the main room of the abbey and down the winding path that leads toward the grove. You arrive to find Sarnax on the ground, praying over a small, um, a small leafy protrusion. Well, would you look at that? What you got there, Sarnax? <clears throat> A potential for our salvation. If we go into battle tomorrow and things are looking dire and grim, I will call out to all of you to trust me 
and you all must be willing. Your souls must be willing. And if you do that, if I draw breath, and we will return here to this tiny sapling. All right. Yeah. I mean, sure. If things start to go south, we can do that. But I trust in our abilities to slay monsters. If only all the world's problems could be solved by plants. But I trust you, Tom. I thank you, Professor. Do you trust me enough for another thousand gold pieces? About that. The expedition's running pretty low on funds. And we have about a thousand gold pieces left entirely. I believe that this will be critical. What do you need? I need a gem-encrusted bowl. How gem-encrusted? Right. <laughs> German-crusted is what I heard. All right. Curio. Are you sure? <clears throat> I think it will be critical for our survival. All right. And I'll reach into my case, and magically, you'll hear like a ching and I'll pull <laughs> a... Uh, There'll be some kind of amber gems and some rubies uh, in the bowl. Professor, is there a refund policy with your case? No, it's gone, though. There goes the gold. And you can just make something like that. Troubling. And that was the last of our gold. Well, let me check. Most of the last of the gold. Listen, I've got a couple hundred gold pieces if we need them. Survival's more important than bullshit money at this point, all right? I'm happy to donate my share back, at least until we get back to uh, our point. That is the last I will ask of you unless... Until we come upon some until more the currency. the next time you ask. It just may be, uh, if we're stopping by Argenvast Holt, maybe they have some funds they could release with. And perhaps I could write to the abbot and maybe there's some sort of town treasury we could... As for a loan, of course, I'd pay it back once we can get out. The university will cover all of it. I don't think we'd ask that of those people. They were quite dour, dire straits when we arrived. Well, uh, I mean, he, he has been using his magic to soothe things over. Perhaps they have coin to to spare. Perhaps. I'll write perhaps. a quick. I'll write a quick note asking for a loan, <laughs> and I'll just really quickly see, like, uh, you know, Abbot, uh, Abbot. Uh, uh, apologies for having to ask this, but could you loan out the expedition? Uh, any kind of coin that you have. I have some that I'd be willing to uh, donate. We, we, well, I believe even if we pool it all together, we're getting into the mechanically power levels where things cost thousands and thousands of gold. So, yes, perhaps we just don't take those spells or prepare them, but uh, it's at least worth asking. I don't know anything about magic. It's fine. We'll figure it out. All uh, right. It's just money. Please, uh, I will... I assure you that the loan will be paid back with interest by Miss Halloway University as soon as uh, all of this trouble is sorted out. Interest in what? Uh, interest uh, as in uh, when you take out a loan, when you pay it back, you don't pay what you borrowed, you paid what you borrowed, plus a little more. That difference, that profit, is called interest. Interesting. Exactly right. That's where the word interesting comes from. Well, no, they both come from the same root, but... Yes, it's the same word. I still do not understand, but I do not think I need to. 
All right. Uh, <coughs> I'll just I'll find out mongrel folk. Um, could you make sure that the abbot gets this? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, good luck. <laughs> he flaps the bat wings on his shoulder and grabs it from you as he makes his way off. So this is it. This is it. Are we ready? I'm ready. Our plan is Argonvasshold. Argonvasshold, yes. And then... And then Berez. And then Berez. We should prepare as much as we can in Berez. Yes. And stay the night. It will be a long journey to get there. We'll find a good place, a few miles maybe, or, or a mile, half a mile outside of where we think that she is. We'll camp up, we'll do this how I know to do this, and we'll do it right. I hope that the knights of Argenvast will allow us to spend the night again. I'm sure they will. Berez is fortunately not too far. It's a several hour journey, but you can still make it in the morning. Depending on how things go at Argenvast, when we get closer to Berez, I just want all of you to trust me. All right. Of course, I trust all of you explicitly. This is where I'm going to shine. This is what I do. It's exactly why I hired you. Never thought it would come to this, but we're going to be all right. Shepard, we have been and will continue to be the monsters of the monsters we fear. Damn right. And when we arrive at Argenvasholt, it should be you that presents the skull. You are the chosen of the silver dragon himself. All right. Uh, I would be honored. Let us go. All right. Shepard, lead the way. Yes, sir. And we will start to trek towards Argenvostholt. So, you begin to make your way towards Argenvostholt. The ravens once again flit around you, guiding your path, darting into the brush, keeping you safe, repaying the debt that the Martikov family believes they owe. You travel for hours, unimpeded, before you finally come to the steps of Argenvostholt itself, the towering, decrepit mansion looming over you, roiling thunderclouds overhead. Look to the horizon, the trees, the skyline, is obscured by the slopes of the mountains fully snuffing out the light of the Morning Lord that you'd enjoyed the past 24 hours. It's here that you can once again feel that creeping, sickly sensation of what Barovia truly is at its very core. Darkness and shadows. As you stare up at the lifeless, lightless mansion before you, you listen, and you hear nothing. Silence. All right, Silver Dragon. Please don't call me that. This is all you. If you burst into a cloud of silvery scales and wings, we should all probably step back. I don't want that to... Jeez. All right, all right, all right. would be right. a great honor and a blessing, Shepard. Yeah, yeah, okay. You should fall to your knees at the thought. <sighs> I'd certainly like to see it. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, there's front door, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna with two large knockers. That's right. I forgot about that. The knockers. Uh, I'm gonna walk <laughs> up to them and uh, use them. 
I'm going to use the knockers, the large ones. You make your way slowly past the statue of the dragon that you remember it made the strange noise, the puff of wind as if it had tried to activate, but you knew that the mechanics inside were broken. As you walk past, you expect it this time. And you see as the mouth opens and the air protrudes from it, slightly cold, but no frost like you'd expect. As you ascend the stairs and make your way to the two large knockers in the face of this door, mm-hmm. both of them shape the face of a silver dragon. You wrap your hand around one of the knockers and you begin to slam it against the wood of the door. Jesus, Nikki! <laughs> I'm gonna cup it real nice, you know, I don't want to damage it. It's ancient, you know, it's but old. It's your stream! It's something to be protected. Um, as I use Protect the, no- the knockers at all costs. <laughs> yeah. As I use the knocker, uh, the one big one, huge even, I'm going to uh, shout uh, to to whomever may be inside. Uh, uh, hello, it's uh, it's it's Shepard. Uh, I'm here with the uh, the professor and the rest of the expedition. Uh, we've we've come back. We've returned. Hello, is anyone there? You hear the sound of the knocking echoing throughout the hallways of this gigantic mansion, and you wait, and then you hear it. Sound of footsteps, heavy footsteps, as they make their way towards the door. The door opens, and you see before you the same gaunt face you remember seeing previously. You had been expecting Sir Godfrey. He was the kind member of Argenbust Holt, but standing before you is Vladimir Horngard, the same man who you remember turning you away, being unwilling to listen to you. As he looks at you, the skin taut around his face, sunken into the hollows of his cheeks, so tight that you can see every remaining almost petrified strand of muscle and sinew that rests against his bones, his eyes glowing a faint red. As he looks out at you, he looks frustrated. What brings you back to Argenvastolt? Um, well, uh, again, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you were for told the, to leave and not return. Uh, we, we have, uh, we, we were sent on a mission, actually, and we, we retrieved the, the bones of, of Argenvoss. We retrieved the bones. Blasphemy. Uh, no, no, I mean, we... You, you deign to walk these stairs and lie to my face. No, he no. He begins to look really angry as you see he grabs the hilt of his sword. I would, I would never lie, and I, I take issue with that because I'm an honest person and I was sent on a mission and we have the bones. I can prove it. Would you like to see them? If this is a joke to you, I will cut you down where you stand. I invite, I invite you to. Oh, right. Quite large. Uh, in normal, and my keys all get really big, and I'll open it up, and I'll spin it around. Please take a look. Inside the case. Procure the skull for me now. Uh, I mean, can we just kind of like peek it up out of this? Well. Uh, Alright, we'll see what we can do. Um, and I guess we'll try to like position ourselves in a way where we can try to like pull As your it up hand a little bit. finds contact with it you begin to see that the case begins to expand oh. exactly what you need it to, to lift the skull from it as all of you are able to find a spot around it and grab hold of it. You can, as you touch this, you feel the, the holiness radiate from the skull as you begin to raise it out. Is the first crest of the bones begin to shine in the very soft gray light 
you hear a sharp intake of breath. The gods favor us this day. You, you are not lying. And you see as he reaches in and he grabs a long rotted um, cable that's attached to a large bell. You hear bells ringing throughout the, the ruins of this place as you begin to see at least 20, maybe 30 uh, skeletal or corpse-like figures, revenants of the, the Silver Dragon, of the Order of the Silver Dragon as they begin to spill out into the hallway as they all congregate behind Vladimir and stare down at you. We have been blessed this day. Bring, bring it to us. Um, take it, take it. And you see as the, the order begins to file around behind and move directly towards you. As you lift it out, they, they grab hold of it and begin to carry it with honor. You, you will follow. You will follow me. Certainly. Um, yes, yes, of course, please. He begins to almost rush. He begins to lead you through the entirety of Argenvostholt back towards a room that you would all remember, the arched cathedral where you saw the, um, the members of the Silver Dragon kneeling in prayer. Those members no longer there. They are with you, around you, holding on to the skull. All of them almost... In shock and awe, they are unsure of how to proceed, but they follow the orders of Vladimir as he begins to move you through the cathedral and out a side door along a winding path, the only area of this entire building that seems to have been constantly upkept. The tree lines are, are hedged. The grass is cut. The cobblestone path that leads around a fountain with the effigy of Argenvost in his human form at the very center, the water spilling from it beautifully, crystalline waters, the path that leads further back to something you'd only witnessed out of a window, the large mausoleum, mm. the head of a dragon in marble at the very top of it. That was that building that we saw outside that we didn't go to. It is. Yep. As you begin to make your way through, you notice a small cemetery off to the side, and you see that even this area is upkept, though none of the tombstones seem to look recent in any way. You continue along the path, following along directly behind Vladimir as he leads the charge. And finally, you reach it. Tarnished, silver-plated gargoyles shaped like dragon wormlings cling to the stone-tiled roof of this mausoleum, an eight-foot-tall, four-foot-wide, white marble door set into the southwest wall is engraved with the name Argenbost. The interior of the mausoleum is dark and dusty. You see four empty alcoves with raised floors. Etched into the far wall is a verse written in Draconic. Those who can read Draconic? I'll take a look. You can easily read it from here. Oh. Here lie the bones and treasures of Argenvost, Lord of Argenvostholt and founder of the Order of the Silver Dragon. And you do see that there are bones here. The only one missing, the skull. A platform in the very center, just large enough for it to fit. Please. I assist. You will do the honors. You will return Argenvost's head so that he may finally rest 
Yes. All right. All together. So, come on. Let's, of course. let's do we this. May finally rest. And he looks exhausted. As I as I'm like squatting down to like get under it to get good purchase, I'm kind of like muttering under my breath. But I guess they can hear me. Ah, the nervous some people call me a liar. I don't believe in this damn thing. God damn it! All right, and then I'm like, gonna I'm help just gonna put a up. hand on your back and easy, Mister. Yeah, all right, all right. All right, everybody, everybody lift. We don't, we don't need anybody getting hurt before we're going out. All right, together. Lift with your knees, not with your back. Exactly. I'm just bowing in like pure reverence as I continue to help with one hand as I hold my lantern. <laughs> okay. We'll replace I'll, I'll, it. You, I'll make hand. With you all of you. Yeah. 10 pounds there. Yeah. I'm supervising. Realizing <laughs> that that doesn't work, Clayton quickly helps and grabs the skull with you. I'll help. As it takes the full use of all of your strength to lift this skull and place it upon the pedestal. As you do, light begins to shoot directly from the center of it. Pure silvery light as it shoots like a beacon straight into the air. Everyone around you gasps as they're looking to and fro as as the light washes over the land around you, cutting through the mist and the clouds in Barovia. Shepard, you stare at the skull. You see for just a mere moment, the actual face of Arden Vost in his dragon form. Oh, no skull, the face. And as its mouth opens, you are consumed in a shroud of burning ice. You all watch as Shepard rears backwards, shaking snow no. off his body, but you see nothing. Yes. He looks like he is removing something from him and you feel almost a slither radiate through your body. And then you look. There's nothing there but a skull. Look down at your fingers, which have just been blue with the force of the cold, but they're warm and they're pink and you don't feel cold anymore. But you have it forever imprinted in your mind. The true image of Argenvost at his height. You saw him. He had been there with you. And all of you look now, faint silver radiance glowing around Shepard. And as you watch, you see as it slowly pulses and fades. But you feel somewhere deep inside of you a presence that had not been there before. Are you feeling all right, Shepard? Yeah, I saw him. What did you see, Shepard? I saw Describe it in greater detail. It was... It was, it was almost terrifying. And as you begin to talk, you hear a popping noise. And as you look behind you, you now see that there are at least a hundred of these revenants, all in various um, tattered bits of armor, rusted, old, skeletal, standing behind Vladimir. You now see that in all of this, you hadn't noticed that he had arrived, but you see Sir Godfrey and... Both Sir Godfrey and um, why Van Vladimir, both Sir Godfrey and Vladimir in a loving embrace, the madness that had consumed them with the loss of the skull of Argenvost removed from them as they look up at each other, tears streaming out of their eyes as they embrace and kiss the love between the two of them restored. Godfrey reaches up to Vladimir's face. I've missed you for so long. 
My love, I've missed you. You're here. You see me. And it is the popping sound that catches you as you see the entities in the back pop into dust. And where once had been a revenant, you now see the misty, iridescent form of the soul as it climbs towards a beautiful shroud of silver mist, finally released from its eternal watch and able to find peace. Pop, another one is released and the soul makes its way towards a silvery cloud. Another and another as the popping gets louder and louder. You see Godfrey and Vladimir clinging to each other, knowing that eventually their time will come. They have fulfilled their duty. They have returned Argenvost to his rest. As they embrace each other, you do not exist to them in this moment. Their love finally coming together at last. The popping slows as they stare into each other's faces, their hands on each other's cheeks. I will love you for always, Godfrey. And I will love you for always, Vladimir. And in unison, you watch as their bodies puff into ethereal dust and their spirits still embracing, make the final ascension to the heavens. You will now gain plus one AC as you are now the blessed of Argonvast. As hope has been restored in some capacity to Barovia. As you see the light extending over not just the Abbey of St. Markovia, but the entirety of Barovia. Only two small patches of darkness now remain in this land. Off to the very north, shrouded in shadows and storms, Castle Ravenloft, and where you know you will be going soon, the muck and mire of the drowned city of Barretts. Sleep well, knights of the dragon. Oh gosh. Rest. I did not see that coming. You now stand in the mausoleum at Argen Vostholt. You're looking down over the, <coughs> as the spectral dust still begins to rain from the, from the air around you. As the last remnants of Vladimir and Godfrey ascend into their final peace. As you look out over the sky, you see that the very beacon at the top, top of Argenvistolp is completely illuminated as it sheds its light all over the land. And though you know all is not safe, there is something about it that brings you a small amount of peace and hope. For the first time in this land, you truly feel hope. You've done something very powerful. Oh God! I, I hope so. You have done something very I'm, powerful. I mean, they all just vanished. I, that is the greatest justice you could have done, Shepard. Mm. We return them to each other. We put them to rest. This is all a tormented soul can possibly hope for. I guess I just wasn't ready. I didn't know that was going to happen. None of us did. We freed them, but it does feel like we killed them. We awoke them from their own nightmare, their own Did death, and we returned them to life in their own afterlife. Should I, have, not kill them. should I have prepared all of you? It was... Did you think that once their quest had been ended, that they would linger here as tormented corpses to shamble about this place forever? 
suppose you're right. No, this is very much what I expected. It would be a cruel god that they served, a cruel dragon. Were that to be the case? Indeed. I just, I just didn't know. Well, we, we are now champions of, 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 of dragon, champions of Argonvossholm, champions of Garricks, the Morning Lord. Our allies grow, and Shredanias dwindle. Mm, yes. And tomorrow, they will dwindle even fewer. Are there like windows? Like, have we seen the light spreading? You're outside. Oh, you're we're standing outside there. You're at a mausoleum. The big door is open, and you've just Got set it. the skull there. You're in the courtyard now. That's where everyone dispersed up into the heavens, and you are. You can look back over the the dilapidated ruins of the mansion, and it is cold there, but it's there. It's yours to use as you choose, and the light comes from the very beacon at the very top, and it spreads out over the entirety of the of Barovia. And only two places it does not cover, and that is Ravenloft and Perez. Is this skull of this mausoleum of Argenvoss safe now? From uh, the touch of Stradania? I believe so. Seems so. Either way, <coughs> I think we should spend the night here. I agree. We traveled quite a long way today. This is probably the second safest place in all of Barovia. Yes. And I will propose that we search the fortress to see if there's anything we can use against Baba Lysaga and the Countess. Yes. Perhaps even coin. Perhaps. Well, let's take the evening to investigate and we could relax for a little bit and rest. All right. And then tomorrow we get an early start. First thing, yes. And we'll, depending on how long it's going to take us to get there, we're going to set up somewhere on the perimeter about a half mile out. And we'll plan from there. All right. It's a good plan. I trust you. Join me. And I guess we'll investigate the... Roll. You enter into Argonne's Tolls, and it feels there's a sense of emptiness and almost sadness about this place. You know that even though they were revenants, that there was still a life form here. and It is now devoid of that and will someday, and probably someday soon, return to the earth. But for now, it is a place to rest and a place to potentially find something that will assist you in the task ahead of you. I need you all to make a group investigation check to see what and if you find anything. What do you know? I'm proficient in investigation. (laughs) I got a 25. I got an 11. 16. Whoa! Did you? Was that right? That's now twenty plus. Plus eleven. That's a thirty-one. Holy moly! Why is it? Because it's a skill check. Yeah, but it's still lucky good omen. It is. I got the omen. highest roll possible on a D, on, on this clicky clacky math rock. <laughs> Uh-huh. Rich just saw me roll a d20 on one of my uh, concentration of checks answer. yesterday, and I didn't make any, I didn't even say a word. No, I'm not. It's not. While everybody was exciting. ripping on me in chat about my dice being shitty, I rolled a 20 and I kept it to myself. 
everyone infuses their uh, <laughs> subliminal excitement into me. Yes, exactly. and then I, exactly I exude it. it at the right moment. And I love clicky clacky math rock. I'm excited I'm with Fanto 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 okay. East. That, that is now what we're calling them forever. Clicky clacky math rock. I'm so excited about getting a 31. That's my <laughs> Couldn't have done it without that 20. Exactly right. 31. <laughs> um, I got a three. <laughs> you want a natural that one? Negates his <laughs> oh, was it actually a natural one? I got a three. Yeah, it was well, natural. And I got a, yeah, I got a three. So three, sixteen. What'd you get, Andy? Oh, I got a twenty-six. Nice. Twenty-six, eleven, thirty-one. Yeah. Just give me a moment to leave all of this and uh, accumulate Ooh. loot. Loot, loot. Hallelujah. Z's got my bag. Hallelujah. Yeah. Z's got my bag. I love clicky clacky math rocks. You know what? Me too. Please Especially when there's a little speed on them. That means that I did real well. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't math real good, but squid means I did something good. Jesus Christ. It happens one out of 20 times. Get Zook Sardis. I got a little picture. <laughs> Zombies <laughs> up. Zombies dead. Oh my. I don't care much for numbers and letters, but a picture that makes me say yeehaw. It's <laughs> You know what to say, Sarnax? The picture's worth a thousand bullets. Or bullets, yeah. It's worth a thousand Ethereum. So, what do we get? Not much, to be Aww. honest. Apologies. Um, I wouldn't expect it. I want to loot the skeleton. <laughs> For the we first deserve time, this. We're we never loot. Yeah. And we Let never loot. And we're like, okay, now we want to loot. We return to everyone to heaven. There are a couple of things that I don't know if you'll use that, if it makes sense yeah, for you to use them. But uh, you find a platinum holy symbol of the morning lord, lord worth 250 gold pieces. Okay. That could be useful. Yeah. Spell you, components. You find a plus two greatsword. Ooh. Um, you find oh, yeah. 600 gold pieces. Ooh, Ooh, I was nice. rounding up because I don't feel like doing silver. Sorry. Electrum. What? There's It's Electrum. Oh, it's not. I'm just joking. I know, but I I can make it Electrum no, no, with that kind of attitude. No, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> just because the module uses a lot of Electrum doesn't mean you have to make fun of me. <laughs> and then this is the part that really bothers me, and I really want to say it's not in here, but I'm going to be fair because you are doing this, and you did do what you just did. There are four potions of invulnerability. Whoa! What, what does that, that even mean? mean? For, for one minute after you drink this potion, you have resistance to all damage. There are four of them. Uh, well, not much of uh, nothing of value. I, st- I stomp on the potions and destroy them. Uh, I'm leaving judgment and redemption yep. behind. I like that great sword. Jesus, it's a non-magical great sword from what we can gather. Just a plus yeah, two. Plus two. Perhaps we find a vendor where we can right-click on this greatsword and <laughs> exchange it for coin. I think it, it's, it's, it's appearing as a gray item in our inventory. Yes, it's just we junk it. Vendor loot. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine that it had previously belonged to Vladimir. Oh, oh. So that's really shot. rude of you to say. We should, I will instead leave it here. We should. We should like put it somewhere. And you like, imagine the holy symbol also belonged to him as well. We'll, make, we'll make a small shrine or oh, something. I will, you know, I will like hold on to the holy symbol in case I can use it for. 
Capacity. Yeah, we should definitely like make like, a shrine for the. Oh, perhaps. Just put the sword somewhere. Like even just like stick it in the dirt. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's put it in the mausoleum in front of yeah. the mausoleum. Right yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like. I say that in Shepherd's voice. Do <laughs> <laughs> the honors to Shepherd. Ah, sure. I will be honored. Can you hold it? Can I hold it? Yeah, it's a sword. It's a great sword. It, well, my arms aren't made of noodles. I, it's fine, Kana. I'm not wielding it. I'm just placing it respectfully. Jeez. And I just, like, put it up against the mausoleum nice. He's very sensitive about his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that take. <laughs> so, shall we all retire to the banquet hall? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good idea. I can use a little uh, self-reflection time. I think. Do we know how much more travel we need to get to Berez from here? Several hours. It's not far. Two, three hours. Well, if we get up early enough in the morning, then we don't really need to set up any kind of camp. We'll just find a point from which uh, to strategize. Yes. Let us all enjoy, perhaps, our last supper. Mm. And I'll... There was like a banquet hall kind of thing, right? So at the banquet hall, I'm going to pull out the the, uh, heavily jewel-encrusted bowl. And I'll place it on there, and I'll reach into my pack, and I'll f- find some uh, of like the scraps of rations that I, I had taken uh, and I'd kept from Erios. I'll put a cracked uh, egg. I'll put in a bit of uh, of underroot uh, that makes the tea. Uh, scraps of jerky, and venison, so and turkey, uh, uh, venison and turkey, and then a very hard like uh, kind of like uh, cracker, and I'll place it in there and. I'll sit, and uh, as I stare at it, I'll place my lantern beside it, and I'll look to Shepard. Shepard, would you like to say grace? Um, uh, I, I, I get the feeling you're not asking so much as telling. I wasn't going to say it in so many words, but you are perceptive. All right, all right, fine, just... just there, give everybody hold hands and join hands quick. Um, uh, uh, your hands are cold. So sorry, sorry, it's just cold outside. I thought you were a teasing. Uh, <laughs> well, it's anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, thank you, uh, Argonvost, and and thank you, Garris, and thank you to the people of this land who have suffered greatly. And the morning lord, don't and, forget and of him. course, and of course, the morning lord. Thank, yes. thank you too. I'm, I'm new to this. Bear with me. You're doing great. <laughs> and I, I want to thank my friends, who initially this was just a job, but now we're here and we've been through so much together, and we're gonna, we're gonna make it out. <clears throat> and I thank you, and I thank all the people that I mentioned for this meal and and our next, because this won't be our last. Amen. That's what you say, hey man. That's what the doc. Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. As your Amen. champion <laughs> shepherd has said, Garrix, we offer this meal we are about to consume to you. We ask you that you bless this meal as you bless us. As we are your champions, we are your warriors, we are your heroes. And I cast Heroes Feast. Oh! 
<laughs> no and, way. And I don't know what it does. I want to be excited. <laughs> the bowl, uh, a little, a little uh, flame will lick out from my lantern and ignite the bowl, burning everything uh, and consuming the bowl. And then a pop. That was the the, and, the bowl that the you bowl bought from the consumed. Yeah, and then an entire feast of the Erios variety, but not like the lavish uh, Aarakocran. What like a great feast in uh, in uh, uh, Badger's Burrow would be. Oh, so it's all sorts. Of, it's, it's venison. It's it's uh, gamey meats. Um, uh, there's a lot of turkeys. There's there's gourds, root vegetables, pastries, and it's just potatoes. Little, potatoes lavishly just spread. Stick them in a stew. Lots of eggs, um, and it is spreading before you. Thank you, Fire Lord, for this bountiful feast. Holy hell! You watch as the feast adorns the table before you, and as you begin to to dive in, you watch as it starts to turn gray and then shrivel and rot. You hold it and you look at it, and you shake your head as you see that it's not rotting. It's this horrid, cursed land. You all begin to feast. (laughs) This horrid, cursed god of the world. I say prayer to Garrix and the god beyond the gods. Horrifying Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take out my handkerchief. So, what does it do? Yeah, what does it do? So, this will be very important. I hate you so much. Because it takes like an hour to set up, right? Yeah, we'll just say that. Be our guest, be our guest. Welcome to Argonvos, be our guest. (laughs) I always not very good. <laughs> uh, you bring forth a great feast, including magnificent. Oh, and there's also uh, there's like a gnomish ale. There's wine. Uh, there's all sorts of spirits of of the fear bulbs. It is it's delightful. Um, cool. A great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time. And the beneficial effects don't set until the, until the hour is over. I'm twelve keep. Tw- Tell twelve creatures doesn't matter. A creature that partakes in the feast gains the several benefits. It's cured of all diseases, poisons. It becomes immune to poison and fear, and from being frightened. It makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage, and its hit point maximum is increased by two d ten, and we gain that amount of hit points. How long does this last? Twenty four hours. I forgot it was 24 hours. That's awesome. Okay, so, sorry, repeat that again. Immune to poison. And being frightened. And frightened. That's a condition. It's fear Uh, and frightened the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I just said fear. So do we individually roll, or do you roll our health hit points for us? How do you want to do it? I'm, I'm oh, I just roll myself, but if you would I like think to roll it would be for I would like I would like to roll it, because I, I, I think you would roll it for I think I you roll it yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Like so hit point much. maximum goes up, and to then, our, and then yeah. our... Okay. So just do HP max, uh, HP modifier? And HP put max, HP there. modifier. I really want pie. shepherd's pie for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Oh, pie. Shepherd's, shepherd's pie. pie. So just this one? Ew, ew! I would wreck Shepard's body. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? Oh, the ghost! The ghost! <laughs> so, I also want everyone to realize that this is our last Curse of Strahd before Thanksgiving. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Very thematic. You did it! 
for you Americans. So we're having Thanksgiving <laughs> feast. It's like whenever the characters in a show just inexplicably <laughs> experience like, a Halloween or a, a Christmas adventure for That's no reason. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you, Garrix. You yes. never cease to amaze me, Sonax. This is unbelievable. I mean... It is the blessing. I am thankful for Garrix. I'm, I'm, what are you all thankful for? I'm eternally changed as a person through all of this. I don't know how, if we get out of here, I don't know how I'm just going to go back to, to living where I was and, and, and it live, doing, being a peaceful monster hunter. I don't know. Gosh. How do you, how does anyone go on after an experience like this? I'm just going to go home and hug my loved ones. We can and must find a way, at least for those of us that do survive and return. We're all going to survive, Sonic. Perhaps. I'll make sure of it. It is a nice point. Either way, I think what I'm most grateful for is the hope that the various gods and beings have given me. I This was a dark land and the fact that here we are with this beautiful light above us, the morning sun above the abbey. Yes. It almost feels like we can do this. The power that I feel inside my soul right now, <coughs> thanks to this delicious feast of giving thanks. Yes. Thank you, Sonnet. You're welcome, and thank, thank you all. Thank, thank all of you for everything that you've done for this expedition and for this land. You will all be rewarded handsomely by the university when we're all done with this. I almost don't even care at this point. Yes. But I insist, even if you don't care, I will ensure that all of you are very well paid, very comfortable. If you want to live in a in plush housing, you can come to Brieg if you'd like. Well, I certainly would love to visit, but as far as anything else you're talking about, I just I can't even fathom right now. Well, I think our reward will be leaving this land intact and leaving it a better place than we found it. Agreed. Well, <clears throat> I'm grateful that we have brought as much light as we have. For knowing our course is the right one to take. Yes. <clears throat> I am certain that we will fulfill our destiny. We will cleanse this place. My faith is strong in that. At what cost? That is the only uncertainty, but I frankly no longer care. All that matters is the destruction of this evil and the renewal that will come from it. And while we are all gathered here, unless there's anything else I'm allowed to say. I am also grateful. I'm going to put my chopsticks down and raise my cup. Uh, I have hopefully found some sort of rice wine, sake alternative. I will find the closest thing to it. Regular wine. There's, there's nothing. Come on. I, you keep looking. I will drink water then. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Hey>, bitch. 
<laughs> you know what you are ungrateful for, Carla? This meal. <laughs> be gone. From the table, be gone. Go to your room. I'm disrespectful to yeah. Mr. Zamax. I've had a bit of wine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please come back, Carla. No. Uh, she adjusts her camel toe uh, as she gets away uh, from the table. Uh, yeah. That's fine. But um, I would like to say that even though we are in cursed lands, that I I am grateful for life because we are alive, aren't we? We have the strength to overcome the weakness and the fear. And this is what it means to be alive. Thank you for your friendship, for your honesty, for your trust. It has been an honor. And if I fall to her blade tomorrow, Lysagas or Strads, whoever it may be, I wish nothing but the best for all of you to live on a happy life. Forever and always. Yeah, cheers. To life. To life. In a land of death. Cheers. <clears throat> and I'll drink my tea. <sighs> I feel really inspired. I will take inspiration. This is what she does because we're having here. She's like, eh, the neck, fair for this. Baba Lysaga's looking through the window. Take inspiration! She's looking at her spirit. Is that her voice? This is a day to also remember those less fortunate, those that live in the swamp and have only goats. <laughs> you shall invite them and break to them. Yeah. Does Kana just carry her own like Hello Kitty chopsticks in a little box? <laughs> Bento boxes are Kana's favorite. <laughs> Uh, actually, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where we're gonna end the show. Weak ass. Out when, of my team. That's when Kana turns to you and says, "No, Sarnax, I'm not a weeb. Weebs wish they were Japanese. I wish I was dead." <laughs> I am one with the weebs. Uh, yes, you are one with the weebs. Uh, cats for dessert. <laughs> So with that, you enjoy your meal. You do get somewhat drunk, and you <laughs> say things it's to each there. other you normally wouldn't say. Like hello, kitty chops. And you make your way eventually back I don't to think your arms are that skinny at all. <laughs> oh yes, well, once Kana puts her greetings feline chopsticks down. Oh, that's right. You were actually going to, to say something. I'm sorry, we derailed everything. I didn't realize I, I had more than one set of chopsticks. <laughs> Well, I don't know which ones uh, to use for this occasion. Have, we have a friend. <laughs> His greetings, <laughs> greetings, <laughs> feline, stolen brig, and uh, I'm feeling uh, so bad about what's going to happen to you tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I recognize their logo. That's what you interrupted me for. <laughs> well, I, so I wanted before we even got to that, I wanted to say something in character uh-huh. as part of the meal. Uh-huh. Please feel free to uh, if if we're done. So what what were you going to say as part of the part of the meal? Well, if we're all winding down the meal, I think we should discuss strategy. I think that there's no use in parlaying yes. unless we can put her on the other foot. But I believe that <clears throat> would be most likely mid battle. 
I don't want to get, I don't want to engage in conversation and let her plan out her attack. Let her summon whatever foul beings that may assist her in duplicity while we speak to her. So I think we should try to, if we can, get the jump on her. The only problem is we have to get the rest of the lullaby from her. We How can, much we do that? We can retrieve it after she is dead. If it's written down somewhere. Do, would Connor know anything about Fapex? Uh... I would say probably not, but you okay. could roll a um, you could roll a the, the, the history check. Fifteen. Yeah, you should not even. I stood quietly in this. <laughs> well, uh, the last run-in we had with the hags at the windmill, uh, you were able to get their attention, and it did work to our advantage. Now I'm not. That's not what I do. That's not where my strong points are. I'll leave all of those magic and mind games to you. Uh, but what I can say is that when it comes to a straight-up fight, we're probably in over our heads. And that means that anything can happen. <clears throat> it, it, the, the times that I've been the most confident are some of the times that I've had the most trouble. So I actually feel like we're gonna have to figure this out as we go all I know is that a creature like this is gonna have some resilience they are gonna be tough and we are gonna have to wear her down little by little as long as it takes this won't be quick and our key to our survival is putting one foot in front of the other and keep pressing forward this isn't a sprint it's gonna be a marathon we'll win the war of attrition agreed we're going to be in her turf. Yeah, odds aren't going to be in our favor. But that's all right. I am planning on keeping us all alive. Do we think we can sacrifice my flame? I well, don't know what you mean. My fire and destructive powers. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to check on it real quick? I'll take a look. Got it. Uh, Jack better. <laughs> I believe that you should do what you can, but please, it's... I trust your judgment. Please do keep us alive, and I think that between the rest of us, hopefully we have a good amount of damage. Strategically, I think we need to pace this out. If there's anything I've learned in Inari and the dojo, your opponents will pull out all of the stops at the end when they are fearing the loss Victory is not within their grasp. That's when they will play their best hand. We go in guns blazing. Lack of a better term. I fear we'll blow all of our resources up front and have nothing to sustain us through the fight. I will hold out until one of you fall. But you can count on my blade. Very well. I agree. And I believe that we should also discuss the potion that we've found. Do we... Do we save those for Shredania? I worry about using them now, but perhaps we do. I am alright without using one. I that think I'll leave, be fine. That would leave one for the rest of us. Well, I, again, we've only come across these creatures uh, once or twice, but 
and I can only determine so much about what these potions will do. And I'm worried that whatever this Baba's plan of attack is, is going to be maybe not directly counter what she's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Elaborate. If she's focused on, on, you know, we keep hearing about she's ancient, she's beyond time, she's older than Stradania. She's not going to be coming at us with fists and claws and weapons. I agree with that. At least my understanding of what this potion might do is strengthen the skin, but it might not strengthen the heart and the mind. And if she attacks us in other ways, I'm not sure that it, it, my point is, it might be better saving it against Stradani, who's at least wielding the weapon. I don't know. Do I, do I after sitting with it, is it, is it resistance to all damage, or is it resistance to... It's Potion of Invulnerability. It's exactly what the potion says. Okay, I, I, mean, I will investigate the, the potion, so I... I read it verbatim to you. I just For one minute sure. after you drink this potion, you have resistance to all damage. The potion syrupy liquid looks like liquefied iron. It only lasts a minute. If we use any, I suggest we use them when things aren't looking so great and resources are low from you and from Garrick's. I agree. I mean, this sounds like an ace in the hole to me. Uh, Maybe we keep it on the back burner, like you say, with the plan of saving them for Stradania. Then all of us but Kana will just hold on to one. Just in case. Yes. We'll down it. Understood. All right. Does anyone have a suggestion on how to open against her? We must be stealthy. Surprise is best. <clears throat> if we can get close enough to her without her knowing us that we're there, I can discern a little bit more information before we open fire. Mm. But perhaps that's when we can determine our best course of action. And no matter what happens, you keep moving. You do not want to be a sitting duck out there. We're going to be in in a mess of a situation in the swamps, and it's going to be wet and sticky, and we got to keep moving. If you stay still for one second, you're dead. Keep moving, all right? Agreed. Agreed. Professor, do you have any magic ability to amplify sound in another location? Maybe we can distract her with the first half of the lullaby. Have her facing a different direction, thinking her daughter has come. Some some way to catch her off guard in case we are not stealthy enough. I still think that might even be a good thing to use mid-combat. Like the professor was saying, even if we don't open with that. That is some sort of illusion or some sort of trickery <clears throat> to, to throw her off her game mid, mid-combat may be what we need. Even if we don't open with it. Sure. I fear if it's in combat, she'll know it's coming from us. Whereas if it's an unknown source, she may be more keen to follow in that direction or look away. I can only do it ten feet away. That's a good point. Ten feet is not really enough, not enough distance. I'm worthless in that regard, but... Would it make sense for me to... I, I hate to go back to the old topic. For me to consume one of these potions. Since I will be able to keep everyone alive, ideally... So I'm able to better yes. concentrate. I think that as long as we save idea. some of them for Stradania, we'll be all right. Then yes. Look, starting off, Sonex, you drink one right away. The rest of us, it's a purely for an emergency. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to need it. 
I mean, this man can bring people back from the dead. I feel safe with keep making sure he's all right, and then he can tend to our wounds. He'll have his own, but we need your strength and power. The damage, your output is stronger than any of ours combined. Oh, don't worry. I'll be bringing the heat. Yes, your DPR (coughs) is very impressive. You're talking all the damage meters, Shepard. I couldn't keep up. Damage per round, Shepard, if you weren't aware. I kind of, I I gathered. I gathered as much. (laughs) Make sure we all do backslash reset before battle starts. Absolutely. Clear your counters. Especially if you have that shitty one recount. I need that one. All of my in-game memory. It's terrible. Must you shame me in front of my friends at our own table? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I believe that's a good plan. We should get some rest and convene them all. Just remember that whatever we have for conventional go-to tricks may not work. She's got, I, I can't stress enough that there's some things that just won't work at all. But we gotta be ready for that and move and adjust and stay on our toes. Understood. If something you try isn't working, readjust, re-strategize, think on the fly, and don't stop moving. Well said, Jeff. I'll try to stay within five feet of you to protect you as well. So then you may concentrate. You should ensure, first and foremost, that you are in blade to lane with the enemy. I will do my best to protect myself, but I do appreciate that. Certainly. <clears throat> I hate to ask you to get close, but Sarnax is right. You get up in her face, keep her busy, and we're going to pepper her from afar. Close is my specialty. We won't let you get in trouble. We can be, we can be on you in a minute. It's not me I'm worried about. All right. But I'll keep her pinned down as much as I can. Good. Maybe you could take a good aim if I've got her rooted. Absolutely. Well, I am going to retire for the evening. Thank you for sharing this meal with me. Thank you for the feast. Thank you, Kalex. Thank you. And I'll I'll leave. I'll leave good night. You all accumulate <clears throat> in one of the rooms, the same room that you had shared when you first met Esmeralda, and you find respite for the night. Or I, I guess, unless you're going, I guess you probably go down to your mansion. I think we'd go to the room, and then we'd go into the mansion. Sure, just to you be do super that. Safe. You go to the mansion. You all find your individual rooms, and you enjoy a long rest. All right, Ooh, baby. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of relief sometimes not having to prepare spells. I just go boop, boop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ready like to it. go. I'm a big fan. That's how I feel about playing Warlock. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, I'd like to re- rewind back to when he cast Hero's Feast and instead use Magic User's Nemesis and Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 10 minute cast oh. time. He just starts, you wait till oh, 9 no, minutes the ball's and gone. 40 to 59 seconds <laughs> and then you dispel it. Yep, got him. <sighs> Aaron's ordering Bachan. Don't oh, tempt me with a good time. Nice. Don't tempt me. So you all wake up in the morning. You commune as you normally do. You need to do anything before you begin your journey. Uh, I would drink my tea, mm-hmm. look at the tea leaves, read my spell book, and... Uh, Prep your new uh, portents. I did. I just rolled for them. I didn't hear it. Oh, I, I think did. she would have been watching. I didn't hear it. Keep them honest, Nate. I literally just rolled three of them. I, I, I did the whole... 
You can check chat. You just saw me pick chat. Did he? Chat, did he roll the Someone worry, huh? someone clip it. Someone huh? clip me rolling huh? my importance because I, someone I did Someone in chat I did confirm. This. Yes, okay, did. All, right. all right. Thanks, okay. Pastor. Me, okay. Red clock, Pastor. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't Thank trust you. you. Gotta keep honest. You Abby, never what? trust your boyfriend Gotta at your table. Honest. So <laughs> he's good. He's good. Um, <laughs> he did though. Maybe. Fine. Then you're good. But he did. So I, I will be preparing my spells as yeah. the rest of the. I would say that we'd just be getting up very early, uh, probably before dawn, and get an early start, and trying to. Make our way towards Brez. Right. And the professor and everyone is ready. <laughs> Nikki rolls for insight on chat. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think you're a bunch of liars, chat. Well, I got a four, so I believe you. Yeah. Um, all right. So you all you all begin your morning rituals. You prepare as you would. Proof important. You prepare as you would any day, and you. Um, you begin your journey along the winding path that leads from Argenvost directly towards Berez. You travel for hours. The trail hugs the river for several miles. The dirt and grass soon turn to marsh as the trail dissolves into spongy earth pockmarked with strands of tall weeds, reeds and pools of stagnant water. A thick shroud of fog covers all. Scattered throughout the marsh are old peasant cottages, their walls covered with black mildew, their roofs mostly caved in. These decrepit dwellings seem to hunker down in the mire as though they have long since given up on escaping the thick mud. Everywhere you look, black clouds of flies dart about, hungry for blood. The fog is much thinner on the far side of the river, where a light flashes amid a dark ring of standing stones. And as you look around, you've been here before. On your first hunt for Arabelle, this was not where you found her. But nothing seems to have changed. And as you look out over the marsh, you see it there, nestled in the thickest parts of the mire. The single looming hut of Baba Lysaga. And in it, lights illuminated. Movement. And out of the chimney, crooked, winding chimney puffs of smoke. The other mother is calling. It's time to go to bed for good. They've surely overcome terrible horrors in Barovia thus far. But Babalai Saga is the worst evil they have faced. She's not just some mad old woman. Her babbling is not incoherent. She hears as I do. There will be blood. Will the Azran expedition finally get sacrificed? Find out in the conclusion of Chapter 13 of Curse of Stradania, Mother's Malice. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Avantris tell similar stories of Dungeons and Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch. You can also enjoy our many campaigns on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our Ventress family.